Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Sports with Sterling, I am joined by Benny. As uh, you may remember, I said he's going to be our co-host all year. He's actually late recording this one. I asked him please not to be late, but he uh, has went against my wishes, and he's uh, currently running about 10 minutes late. So I'm recording the intro before I do the episode, so who knows how this episode goes. But uh, we are going to be going over all the action from week one of the NFL season. Uh, Felt like Christmas today. Um, I'm very happy. We're also going to talk a little bit about the NBA the Nuggets and the Clippers series is still is still going on, and there's a Game 7 in that, and uh, I do want to touch on that at the, at the latter part of the episode. But outside of that, I would like to just say thank you for downloading our first episode of the season. Uh, it did way better than I expected, and uh, I'm happy to be back, and we're going to be keep doing these things. So uh, be on the lookout for, for more content. It's really fun, and I, and I, enjoy, I enjoy talking to you all. So uh, without further ado, here is Benny. Hello, Benny. We are recording this 22 minutes past our uh, supposed start time. I'm going to start being uh, taking taking some money out of your paycheck. You're getting uh, okay. six cents this episode. You're getting 19 you got to put some money in my paycheck first before you take some out. Well, you know, paychecks are every two weeks in most workplaces. Uh, so you'll get your you'll get your dollar you'll get your dollar. I'm going to file a lawsuit against you. Huh, well, good luck with that, yeah. Rowan. Rowan's my representation, so uh, you're going right. to seek your own. You're going to have to seek your own. Okay, so. Anyways, um, this these episodes since this, I think this is your first time doing the Sunday night show, and yeah. you're going to be doing every show with us, so you might as well get. And thanks for not listening to anything last year, by the way. Really nice of you not to listen to the, <laughs> yeah. the podcast you're on. Um, but anyways, uh, this one we just go over the games. Uh, we used to do it going over every game, but that takes a lot of time, and honestly, yeah. there's a lot of shit games. This week was a good week though, and I have I have notes on about every game. Um, as yeah. is historical, as is histor- I don't know if that's the right terminology, but uh, what we have done in last year, at least, is we always talk about the Sunday night game first because that's the most recent on our eye, or on our minds, and uh, we also watch that game. So, um, how do you think that game went? Give me your give me your hot takes immediately. Do they need to blow well, it up? Not gonna lie, I was kind of pissed watching that game, and I stopped that's watching. A bullet opening, by the way. Keep it going, Benny. I stopped watching at halftime because I have Jared, Go- Jared Goff. Uh, on, or I started Jared Goff on my uh, fantasy team this week over Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers scored like 30 points. Jared Goff ended up having like 10 points. Um, and so, yeah, I was pissed. I had to not watch the rest of the game. And so you <laughs> Goff dropped a dud. You, you know? boycotted the game because you were disgusted in the play of Jared Goff. Is that what I'm Exactly. Hearing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? Okay. Malcolm Brown, two rushing touchdowns. Come on, like. Thank you for your input, Benny. Thank you for thank you for boycotting the second half of the game. Yeah. And, uh, and something we're going to talk about. Uh, should we do a movie review? Have you seen Have you seen Tenet? Would you like Would you like to go over Would you like to go over a movie you haven't watched? Okay. Here's my takes from the game. Yeah. What you got? What you got? Um, the Rams' offense was looking really good for most of it. They They didn't get into the end zone that much, but. It did look it, – it smelt of 2018. Of course, in 2018, they had Gurley, and uh, Malcolm Brown is not as good as Todd mm-hmm. Gurley was that season. But that offense looks really good. It's a lot of window, uh, window dressing with the motions they do. But uh, yeah. when, you have, when you have Robert Woods and, and Cooper Cup, who are both able to take handoffs, running jet sweeps every time, the yeah. defense has to watch that. And um, it looked really good again. I, I said this in our first podcast that they're my dark horse. If, uh, if I think there's a chance they can be 
the 2018 version. And if we remember that year, they were the best team in the league. And uh, mm-hmm. they just had a dud in the Super Bowl, and they had the hangover last year. Long, long hangover. I've had a couple of those before. And uh, realist- <laughs> realistically, yeah, they, they're going to be good this year, I think. Uh, I, I am committed to not having week one overreactions. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that they're going to be world beaters or anything. But I really think that uh, this is going to be how they look most of the season. It's going to be hard to beat them, I think. And yeah. they, have a, they have two of the top 10 defensive players in the league on their defense and the Mm -hmm. best one with Aaron Donald and then probably the second or third best corner with Ramsey. And uh, I will say this uh, because me and Brandon were watching it on FaceTime uh, that, that offensive pass interference on Gallup was an amazing sell by, uh, by Ramsey that shouldn't have been called. And it very well could have cost Dallas the game. And uh, it sucks that refs continue to put themselves into the game and implement themselves and have a huge effect on the outcome. And that's with all sports, and uh, it's really annoying. So we do need robo refs. That'll never happen, but uh, it would it would probably make the game uh, a lot more fair and less subjective, which is what we should all want. But yeah, uh, how? Could, but a robo ref? That's I don't know. I don't know. Possible for football? Yeah. You have, have you seen IBM Watson? <laughs> yeah, it tells me to trade away my all my good players on fantasy and. Well, Vinny, I have I have some news for you. you don't have many good players, so uh, <laughs> I think you're I think you're lying to the pod. Yeah. Um. As for Dallas, I have some concerns. Again, week one, not going to overreact. But Mike McCarthy uh, smelt of Jason Garrett. It's oh. a Garrett stench. And, well, well, he kept killing more. So. Yeah, and that's not that – well, I guess he should have probably fired him. But uh, yeah. it was his decision. Um, Dak against Kellen Moore. You know, I have a, quite a bit against Kellen Moore. Uh, <laughs> Dak needs to air it out more. Uh that that last two minute drive, he was checking down in the entire second half that you declined to watch because you were boy, boycotting Jared Goff's performance. Yeah, I almost boycotted because exactly. of Dak's performance. He needs <laughs> to air it out more. They're too talented on offense to do these dump off passes, and yeah. I know that it's not Dak's decision not to air it out. It's the routes that the receivers are running. Um, on that fourth down play where they should have kicked the field goal to tie it up, I I don't have much of a prop. You didn't watch this because. <laughs> In the, it was in the, the second half, but mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have much of a problem with them going for it on fourth down. It was a chip shot field goal, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't have a problem if they're going for it, but I do have a problem with the play call or them running on third and six. Those are unexcusable mistakes. And on the fourth down play, I forget the name of the their backup tight end because now uh, Blake Jarwin's out for the season with the tornado. Yeah. Their backup, oh, Dal- Dalton Schultz. Um, okay. His goal was to be the rub, rece- rub receiver, and he was supposed to run past the sticks so then C.D. Lamb can come underneath. I think it was C.D. Lamb. But instead, he ran exactly the first down line, so C.D. Lamb had to go underneath, and mm-hmm. he didn't go to the sticks, and he got tackled short. And it's like those plays you cannot mis-execute, and it seems like they did a lot of mis-execution. But like I said, first week, I think Dallas is still going to be real good. I picked the Rams in this game. Um, the biggest concern is uh, Van Der Esch's injury. I think he fractured his collarbone is what came out yeah, of it. Yeah, that's, that's a huge loss. And he has so many problems with his neck as is that uh-huh. injuries around there, he's not going to play much longer. Yeah. Like, eventually that's- he will retire because it's becoming very chronic. And yeah. Jar- Collarbone's an easy one to recover from, but the neck, that's, that's – It's constant too. It's like literally every season he has to wear that huge-ass neck roll, which is a Dick Butkus-esque. Uh, yeah. and then, uh, and then Blake Jarwin's injury is bad. They had some injuries at the offensive line and this was the one team that got 
hampered by injuries and mm-hmm. this week it seems like big ones and hopefully the players that can't come back do but it's a uh, it, i don't know i think they're going to win next week early take they're playing the falcons and uh uh-huh. i mean they do need that win starting 0 2 is a uh, I guess in oh, that yeah. division isn't that big a deal, but it's a big deal for, for Super Bowl chances. Yeah. So, okay. okay. My last thing to say about this game is um, – The first half of this game, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just – or about these teams is that seeing what happened across the league and in their division, uh, I, I still – I don't see the Rams making playoffs because of how deep the division is. And uh, I still see the Cowboys running away with their division. Did you pick the Cowboys? I thought you picked the Eagles. <laughs> I don't think I picked the Eagles, but okay. somebody needs to fact check any, this. Yeah, okay, maybe somebody needs to fact check this. You're right, um, but no, okay, we can talk about uh, the Eagles. Like, <laughs> what? I'm just that's confused. my take. Okay, well, that's a good take. If you did pick the Cowboys to win that division, you're rewriting history, you know. Yeah, I mean, you did admit that your Super Bowl pick was terrible, and maybe mine yeah, was I too. Did. I picked the Bucks, which we're moving yeah. on to the Bucks game. Um, the Bucks versus Saints. I haven't been this excited for a game for quite a while. Um, yeah, there, there was, it was hype. Yeah, I, w- I've been, I was really excited. Um, honestly, it obviously did not live up to the expectations. Yep. Both quarterbacks kind of sucked, uh, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wrote in my notes after the muffed punt or muffed kickoff and all the, all the false starts, all the penalties on Tampa Bay, I wrote in my notes, forgot how important coaching was. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I overlooked that aspect when I picked them to be Super Bowl champions. I, I don't think Bruce Arians is a bad coach, though. He's not a bad coach, but they were the number one penalized team last year, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think that that's going to keep going, uh, at least for a little bit. That's hard to change over over a off season. It's going to yeah, take time to get out of it. I will say this in defense of the of the Bucks and Tom Brady, because you know he is a uh, you know how I view Your Tom boyfriend. Brady. Um, yeah, Mike Evans wasn't a hundred percent. Uh, that first pick Brady threw seems like it was miscommunication. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it was a bad throw, but it seems like Mike Evans stopped short. The pick six was bad. He didn't see the guy. It was a lazy throw and uh, it was, it was a bad play. And uh, that decided the game. Gronk did not look like he was Gronk. He looked very slow, uh, reminiscent of Ric Flair. If he came back <laughs> to wrestle right now. Yeah. His body. Yeah. I mean, I think Gronk will play into the season, but uh, yeah, he'll get better. He'll get better. Yeah, week one. I don't think this game matters much. The Saints returned all their players, uh, pretty much from last season. Yeah. And uh, and the Bucks are a brand new team. I would say this. My biggest concern and my actual only big overreaction, I think I might have, is uh, about Drew Brees. I think that he looked terrible. He, I think I don't think he can throw the ball thirty-five yards in the air. Um. <laughs> They brought Taysom in, Taysom Hill in. For they the, have to bring him in all the time. Yeah, deep balls. It's embarrassing. And Drew, and if you watch that game, he was missing easy throws. And again, first week, everybody's a little rusty. But Breeze has never missed throws like that. And that was happening last season at the end, where he isn't able to get the ball ten yards downfield with anything on it. So he's stuck giving Kamara screens, which works because Kamara's an ultra talented player. But yeah, eventually teams are and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas sucked this game, though. But, yeah, he, he should be good yeah. uh, going forward. But the thing is, is teams are eventually just going to stack the box and force Breeze to hit over the top. And I don't think he mm-hmm. has the arm power to do that. And they're going to be bringing in Taysom Hill half the game to do that then. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, also, not, not, not to – I don't really care about it this much, but I think it's, uh, it's kind of dumb that Sean Payton gave away one of their trick plays when the game was in hand 
just yeah, yeah. That's a that's, that's a play that would work once, and then exactly. after that, it's not going to work again. And they did it in week one when the game was already over. And yeah. uh, and honestly, I, my my thoughts on Taysom Hill. Everybody knows him from last year, and and everybody and you know them. I think it's a joke that he's making eight million dollars to just be a gadget player and play special teams, and then take like four snaps at quarterback, where he usually is just doing QB powers. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could do that job with with. Latavius Murray or, or Alvin Kamara, just let them take direct snaps and go up the middle with it. If you want to do what Taysom Hill does, yeah. uh, he's making good money for backup, but he's not even the backup QB. If Breeze gets hurt, they're bringing in Winston. So it's like, why is he getting this money? What is, what yeah. does he know about Sean Payton? Questions that need to be answered. Um, yeah. This True. game though, this this is a, there's a little blackmail there. This game uh-huh. was a, was supposed to be the game of the week. It was not that entertaining. Didn't quite live up, yeah. Uh, yeah, Brady looked really good on that first drive. It was scripted, uh, and I think that I think he'll get better with time. And he, that the two the two picks were bad, and then the rest of the game he was okay. And yeah, he's forty three. He needs to get going. He needs to get the muscles and the juices flowing a little bit because uh, oh, yeah. he's an old man. So uh, no no overreaction there. I still think they're going to win the division, win the Super Bowl, and uh, okay. if uh, and if they lose next week. If they if they start losing, I think they're going to go on a run here. If you look at their schedule, it's not hard. They have a mm-hmm. real good chance to go like eight and one in their first or in their next nine games. So uh, maybe they don't go eight and one, but they're going to have a good record. And yeah. if they lose next week, maybe we start a little bit of a panic button. But until and but we'll see next week. Um, okay, moving on. Yeah. Uh, another one p.m. game that actually was really good was the 49ers and Cardinals. Um, my notes in this one was, damn, this division is going to be good. Uh, I, as I said, all four teams are, are well above league average. I think yeah. the Cardinals are the worst team in this division, but they're still but they're dangerous. Capable, they're still capable of winning any week. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, Hopkins, they stole Hopkins from Houston. Uh, Crazy. And Crazy. and people and people as people I'm saying tie, we're saying Hopkins isn't going to get the same targets he got in Houston. He's going to lose. He's going to. He's not going to get the same workload. Well, I think he had 14 catches today. Yeah, I think it's a career high. Um, uh-huh. He's a cheat code, uh-huh. and because they have more options, that means yeah. see corners and safeties and linebackers. You're going to have to help every. You can't double him on every play. So yeah. it's going to be good. It's going to be a great season for Hopkins. Um, that's why I wanted you to trade Julio to Brandon so I can get Hopkins and Julio. Uh, because then I would. I would. I'm. I. You know what my plan was for that? My plan was to trade Julio to Brandon. Or no. Yeah, trade Julio to Brandon, get something good for it. And then if you guys made that trade, veto it. Okay. That that can't happen. Nah, well, okay. Um, that that game was good. Uh the 49ers, I again I'm not really I'm not panicking about them. They're they just yeah. they're rece- they had really very few healthy receivers. And once they get mm-hmm. back, they'll be good. Their running game still looked pretty good. Uh at they didn't least have Te- Tevin Coleman either. Yeah, they, they had injuries coming into this and they'll be fine. This division, all division games are probably going to be close. There might be a blowout here or there, but it's going to be really, really good games in the NFC West for this yeah. season and moving forward. And uh, I- I'm excited for I'm this. I'm excited. So I actually, like you said, you don't like the Rams. I like the Rams. I like the 49ers. I like the Seahawks and I like the Cardinals. I just think that it's going to be, um, it's going to be tough, but uh, I can't wait yeah. for it to keep going. But That's really one my of these thoughts teams, on that. But one of these teams in the NFC East, you know? They're probably winning the NFC East. Yeah, exactly. Except for maybe the Cardinals. But the Cardinals can win any game, honestly. Exactly. So, uh, good, good, good job by you, Cardinals. Uh, surprising a lot of people. 
Yeah. Kyler Murray. Okay. Looks good. So and, what are you what are you thinking about? Because uh, as I remember, last year you were trashing pretty hard uh, on the Cliff Kingsbury. I still don't think he should have got that job. I know we were talking about Steve Nash getting the job in the NBA. That that's different than this. And this he Cliff Kingsbury should never have gotten an NFL head coaching job. Yeah, he I was, didn't really think he so was either. a head coach of a bad college. He got yeah. fired. He then took an OC job at USC. And then before he ever did an OC, every before he ever called a game, he gets the NFL job. Honestly, yeah. because he's a young, attractive white guy. I mean, let's be real here. That was that's how the league was trending. He has a he has a flashy the, offense. Yeah, the Sean, the Sean McVay. It's a Sean McVay mold. And he had no job. He had yeah. no reason getting that job. That being said, the offense looks pretty good. So, um, yeah. What can I say? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discredit him. If he if he yep. sucked, I would have obviously dunked on him. But uh, he's been good. Mm-hmm. Better than better than what I thought with the especially with the offense. But uh, to the credit, they also have some good players. And players oh, players yeah. win games. Coaches lose them. So, uh, that's that's the age old saying. And so yeah, that's a that's a good game. And we'll see how they we'll see how the season uh, keeps going for them. Uh, the next game is a is a 10 a.m. game. Uh, you could. I take, think you just made up a saying. What? <laughs> Players win games and coaches lose them. I think that's a Bill Belichick saying. Uh, I think it's a Bill Belichick saying. You know what? I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look. It I've up heard. Right I've now. heard practices for coaches in games are for players, but I I think the saying is players win and lose games. But that might be a saying. You know what? Fill the air time up right now. Talk about your fantasy week. Um, uh, well, no, yeah, it's a Bill, hey, no, 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 it's a, it's a Bill Belichick, uh, story. Okay. And he, or a Bill Belichick quote. And he said it after the Eagles Super Bowl Cause he said that the, co- like his coaching lost the game. Huh? And, uh, Coach, so, okay. Blame right there. Yep. There you go. All right. Moving on. So it's a quote from Bill Belichick, which is, uh, the team sucks. That's all I gotta say. Continue. Yep, yep. It does. We can keep it up. Uh, Packers Vikings, probably the best game of the, of the morning. Uh, the Vikings, that game ended up being a little closer, but it's kind of a one-sided. It wasn't the best game. It was a one-sided game, but it was like the, the best matchup of the morning games, I'd say. Um, Aaron Rodgers was playing mad. Yeah. I think rightfully so. They, yeah, he, they, they've drafted his successor when he's not mm-hmm. washed, which is, uh, yeah. which is kind of a bold move, especially when they have much, uh, much Can bigger. Can we talk about that for a second? What do you think is their motivation for that? Do you think that they – uh, really want to replace Rodgers with Jordan Love? Or do you think it was just a move like they, you know, think about if you have a starting caliber quarterback at all in the NFL, you know, then that's a big trade piece. What do you think? Do they really want to get rid of Rodgers? Uh, I think they see that Rodgers' contract's really high and that it's really hard to win a Super Bowl with a contract like that. Uh-huh. And that Jordan Love is a is a project. Yeah. And they drafted him saying – we're going to roll with Rodgers this year. We'll see how Jordan Love looks in, uh-huh. in camp next year and maybe, or, you know, in camp this year during, during practices and stuff. And yeah. if he's looking good, we'll trade Rodgers. And they'll get, a, you know, two first-rounders for Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Probably. So, yeah. but, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very dumb move if they do that. And they deserve to be bad if they trade Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. When he's not, especially if Aaron Rodgers is still like playing like Aaron Rodgers, and I'll tell yeah. you, if he if he continues to play like he played this week, they won't trade Aaron Rodgers this this offseason. No, no, no. So it could be, um, it could be a, if he plays MVP candidate, 
if he but they're betting against him by drafting Jordan Love, and that's that's right there is where I that's like a vote of no confidence. And yeah, I think that was a terrible pick. They went thirteen and three last year, and they needed more stuff. And we talked about yeah. this in the preview show. Worst thirteen they, and three team. They needed receivers. They could have traded up to get one of those good receivers. Instead, they yeah. traded down. And I think they traded then back into the first round, and that's when they took Jordan Love. I think they traded out of the first round into the second, then traded back into the first round because Jordan Love was there and took Jordan Love, which, uh, I, yeah, Aaron Rodgers told the story on a podcast, I think. He's all like, when they traded back in, I was happy. And then I saw that, and he's all like, I had a couple whiskey sours that night, or he said something like that. He was pissed <laughs> off, and rightfully so. And so uh, um, my, my other comments is, is Jordan Love gone? They're going to they're gonna dump him off now. They, they're, very, they're, very, they're very crazy over there in, in uh, the Chiefs' headland. I'm just kidding. But, but for real, though um, – one of the notes I wrote was, uh, why does Kirk Cousins only have five passes at halftime? Yeah, what the heck? I have no clue. Darian was messaging me during uh, this game and saying that uh, he, uh, he wants Kubiak gone, the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And I don't know, I don't know what, the, what the peak of this Vikings team is this season. I think last year and the year before – were really like they were contending you know they had like uh-huh. a chance uh, the year before that they they got to the conference championship so yeah. they with case keenum then they bring in kirk cousins and they've been stagnant the last two years and it's a uh, it's yeah. looking like it's going to be time to blow it up after this year if they and again it's only week one and i i had to need to reiterate that every uh every single time i say anything because the packers and the vikings both can have completely different seasons headed forward but this game did not look good for the for the vikings fantasy looked good because they were in garbage time and chucking the ball up and stuff but the first half they go down by a lot of points and kirk cousins is not playing is like what he's just he's literally just handing the ball off it it made no sense to me um so this game's a really good sign for green bay though because you know how dominant they were on the ground last year and you know i mean if rogers plays anywhere near how he did today as efficient then they're going to be, I mean, they're going to win a lot of games and they'll actually be a legit 13 and three team this year. If exactly. they got it. Yeah. Um, next comment. I waited a long time to talk about them. Usually they lead my shows, the Patriots, uh, my team. I, uh, I was happy. I, again, should I overreact last year? I said, they're going 16 to no after week one. Oh, go ahead. Overreact. Overreact. Okay. Here you go. Here's my lock of the week next week. They're beating Seattle. How about that? Oh, that's your lock of the week. Huh? I'm gonna I, say, I don't see that happening at all. I don't know if it's a lock of the week. I think that that I think that oh. Russell Wilson's not having a game like he had today against them. That secondary is way better. Um, but yeah, I will say true. this: I think Cam Newton. I don't think Cam Newton's running like he did on Miami today. Uh that's I don't know because I I really like I said in the previous show I have no confidence in Seattle's defense whatsoever. And uh. Here, I'm not going to talk about that game right now, the next week's game. Yeah, yeah. Th- this week's game, uh, I love what they did on offense. It re- like I said in our in the preview show, uh, it reminded me of the Jacoby Brissett game when he started. They were doing, um, you know, QB sweeps, read options. And I think Cam Newton and Lamar, Lamar Jackson are the two best at read options in, in the NFL uh-huh. by far. The way they're able to hold the ball in the – in the running back's belly and then pull it or hand it off. And they are able to do it for such a long time. It feels like time uh-huh. stops when they're doing it. He's so effective at that. And um, I think this is the brand the Patriots are going to play this year. Uh, they're going to not blow people out. They're going to keep the ball on the ground. Uh, they're going to 
they're going to pass when needed and they're going to play really good fundamental football. And I think that they're one of the teams that could do this because of how well coached they are. And uh, everybody seems to love Cam on the roster. They've bought into him. He was voted the, he was voting the cap voted a captain. Yeah. Uh, he had a good game today and uh, he looks healthy. And if he's healthy, they're going to make, they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to compete for a Super Bowl again. If he's, yeah. if he's playing anywhere near his old level with that, with Belichick coaching, they're going to be dominant again. I don't think they're going to be, you know, Brady dominant from this this last half of the decade, but they're going to win a lot of games. And I was very excited watching that game. Uh, I think that they didn't really need to throw the ball, and they were able to dominate the ground. And uh, Cam really adds a dynamic that is going to be fun to watch because I think Josh McDaniels is one of the best play designers in in the league, and it's uh-huh. it's going to be an excited season. Yeah, I think what I would say to one of your points there about kind of their formula for winning you know, with, with running the ball well and playing good defense. I mean, I think that that's been their formula for the past, you know, what, five, at least three years of Brady's, you know, time there, right? I'd, I'd push back on that partly because I think what they've been doing is doing week-by-week week game plans. Like, mm-hmm. most teams have season philosophy. Okay. I'd say the Seahawks, right? The Seahawks are run-run yeah. pass usually. Until they need, until they need Russell Wilson to win the game, which they is let him they cook today, play. though. Yeah, well, they should probably not do what they did last year, which is basically be losing at halftime and then air the ball out in the second half. They should just oh, air yeah. it out from the start. But the Patriots, they've historically, with Brady his entire career, gone week by week. So if they play a team that has a great run defense, Brady's throwing the ball fifty times. Uh huh. Um, other teams don't do that, and that's why I think that's what made the Patriots so special these last twenty years. But um, with Cam, I don't think they're going to have that option. I, don't, I mean, I don't think Cam's going to be able to air it out like Brady did for 50, 50 times. And if, and if Cam is forced to do that, that means the, they're probably losing, right? I mean, they're probably losing pretty bad if, he, if he's throwing the ball every time and they're not, yeah. they're not controlling the time of possession or anything at that point. So, um, I, I mean, I do think that's how the Patriots want to play when they, with Brady. They wanted to play by dominating time of possession – but uh, obviously Brady can't do the things Cam can do on the ground. And that forces them to throw it more and go five wide and actually, you know, run really a ton of crossing routes. And um, I'm sure the passing, the passing scheme looks similar as it did last year with what the Patriots route routes are going to run. I don't think they changed that part of the playbook. I just think they've added a whole new dynamic, which is going to be, I mean, I'd say, I would say that the two best teams with trick plays are the Patriots and the Saints. And I would bet a lot of money that the trick plays that they have in their book this year are going to be very amazing to watch and to see. I got a question for you. Yeah. Patriots. Um, who do you think um, – do you think Edelman's going to be the second best offensive player on the team this year? Like besides Cam, who do you, who do you think uh, the – The number one receiver is going to be either him or Harry. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if Nikhil Harry is going to be – well, if Harry actually lives up to his draft stock and like his hype that he had last year, which I think he could, he'll be the number one, right? He's he's yeah. more talented than Edelman. I yeah. think Edelman though will probably, if he stays healthy, get the most receptions. Him or James, him or James oh. White, uh, and I think James White and Sony Michelle and Damian Harris and they had. I have no. I follow the Patriots roster really close, and I had no clue who that running back they used for. I think <laughs> yeah, he's really he's. I think he's like five foot five. So. Uh, he did and he was good and um, I think the Patriots have had an undrafted rookie on their active roster for a ton of years straight which is 
that shows that they're great at scouting. I mean, they're yeah. able to find these people that make impact in games. So, yeah, with the Pats, I, I was joking about overreacting. I think they're going to be really good, though. Uh, I'm more confident on them than a lot of people. I think losing Brady, obviously, is heartbreaking, but he wasn't great last season. And if Cam can play like Brady played last season and the defense doesn't take a huge step back, they're going to they're gonna win the division and win 11 or 12 games mm-hmm. again. It's just – that's just how it is. And, I mean, again, the supporting cast around Cam isn't great, but I think Cam can do more with nothing than Brady can just because Cam has the dynamic of being able to run the ball. And so that's my take on that. I'm uh, – I, I'm happy that Cam's there, and we, I'm happy that he has a career re- resurgence, and this is a great market to do it. And he's gonna, if he does have a good season, he will sign a very big contract with either the Pats or another team next year. I assume yeah. the Patriots would keep him if he has a really good season, though. Hey, also, let's talk about this. I missed this, but the uh, – was it post-game thing with Cam? Mm-hmm. What happened? I saw the quote. I saw the quote about – Oh, that was really funny. Was chain off or something? That was really funny. No, Cam's quote was all like, I'm going to – I'll find the quote. Yeah, he said he said something about like a uh, the the uh, something park almost came out and like his hometown or something. Like he said that to. Well, that wasn't the funny one. The funny quote was, it was uh, Wilkins, um, Christian Wilkins, and uh-huh. this is the quote. It was a competitive. What happened at the end of the game? It was a competitive game on both sides. You just have to realize who you're talking to and just keep everything in game. I realized I was talking to a person that's known for doing splits. Because he did the splits after Clemson won the championship. And it's unintentionally <laughs> funny, funny, right? That's, that's a really funny yeah. thing. And then they, they did try to pull, like, his chains off. And so uh-huh. um, that made him mad. But it's nothing. It was a nothing burger. They were just talking. Yeah. So. The second quote, though, I can, I can just envision it now in my head. He says something, like, uh, to Belichick. He said he said something to Belichick about, like, the, you know, whatever almost came out. And he kind of just, like, the wherever he's from, you know, saying, like, he was going to kick some ass or something. I could just see that that interaction happening in Belichick, just, like, being stone-faced and being, like, eh, or something, you know? Just, like, yeah, not- that's probably what he did. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. I mean, Belichick, well, <laughs> he looks very excited that he has, that he has a new challenge. And uh, yeah, that's really exciting because uh, he feels – this is, like, the happiest I've seen Belichick in a long time. He's doing he's – doing, uh, it's not a silver bullet. You don't get props on it. Uh, he's doing uh-huh. he's doing subway commercials and stuff now. Belichick's living the time of his life. So yeah, uh, that's enough sure. Patriots for today. Next week we'll talk extensively about them because they're going to be the Sunday night game. So let's uh, let's move on. One and zero with the Pats. Zero and one with Brady. I'm, I'm happy but sad. I'm still I'm still I'm still uh, holding out hope though that we can meet in the Super Bowl. Um, next I have wrote down the uh, the Eagles choke job. Uh, that was really bad. I think they were up 14 or 17. I think yeah, they were up yeah. 17 at the half. And they lost to the Dwayne Haskins-led Washington team, which is – I thought was going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I still Me do too. think that. But it's, it's embarrassing that that happened. Carson Wentz started the game really good. He choked terribly at the end or during the second half. I think, uh, I think they just – they relaxed. They stopped trying. They thought the game was in the bag, and mm-hmm. they got beat. And uh, Ron Rivera, 1-0 as their coach. He has cancer. They had a planned IV at halftime. And Dwayne Haskins, I guess, gave, gave a very passionate speech about winning it for him. And I guess it resonated. And uh, huh. they played harder, and they won. I don't really have much left to say here, except that the Eagles cannot lose games like this. Uh, they're yeah. only, the only thing that they can hold their hat high up on is that uh, – hold their head up 
high upon. Jeez, I'm terrible at speaking right now. Um, is that the Cowboys also lost? But the Cowboys actually lost to a team that, you know, you play ten times, they're gonna they might win five and five. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't lose to Washington, and no. um, they did. So Riverboat Ron, Riverboat Ron, he wasn't really gambling this game. Actually, it was more so that the no. Eagles were were pl- the Eagles. You know what they were doing? They weren't hitting. Sleeping. They weren't hitting on 13. They were staying on 13. They were playing way too conservative type football there. Riverboat Ron, he said, I'm hitting on 18. Give me the two or the three dealer. Oof. Yep, he wants the 21. That's Ron wants the 21. I know Ron. He's a 21 type guy. He has a he has a 20. Big blackjack player, huh? He has a 20. I want the ace. Hit me. He wants that 21. I respect it. You can't disrespect it. Speaking of blackjack, Sterling, when are you going to pay me back for Listen, you're you're yeah, earning sorry. that. Hawksbury Casino, Hawksbury Casino. How much We're, do I owe you? Huh? How much do I owe you? Twenty bucks. Uh, you'll get it back. We're sometime. sitting at the black black blackjack table, and me and Sterling are playing, and, and Sterling goes out pretty fast, and I'm still playing. But Sterling is helping me out. He's giving me some tips. You know, he's like he's like you should uh you know double down on this one or whatever. Like oh this hand is gonna be your hand. You know, he's getting like, hot on my advice. Yeah, exactly. So I got hot, and then so Sterling's like. Hey, come on, buy me back in. Let me get some chips. Let me get, he's begging for chips at the table. And so I, I, I slid him some chips, you know, and I said, all right, you better pay me back. He wins money off of that. We both go home happy winning money, and this guy never pays me back. When was this? Was uh, this this winter break? Was this, was this in December? Yeah, this was – was this la- – this was oh, yeah, a- it, was. it was. It was during Christmas break. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, you freaking scumbag. You I'm st- sorry. I'll pay you back next time I see you. Um. I it's don't care. Venmo, you dumbass. Nah, well, I you don't, don't need that. Like, I can't get rid of my Venmo it. account because I've Vin- seen Sterling in, since then, probably. Well, here's the thing my Venmo account has my other league's fantasy money in it. And if I start dispersing of that, I'm going to cash out. Oh, maybe I'll cash up you. We'll see. Uh, okay. Anyways, we're, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> listen, Riverboat Ron's a hell of a poker player. Okay. That's all I'm saying. That was the point I'm trying to make. You bring up history and stuff. You were talking about blackjack. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. He's a hell of a poker player. Okay. So the Ravens looked good. Lamar looked back into last season's form. The Browns look like Brown doo doo. Um, it feels like a lot of these teams, <laughs> a lot of these teams, you know, have a little bit of stench from their old coaches there. I said, I saw Freddie Kitchens on that sideline. Thought he was incognito. Ooh. Thought he was just maybe. Thought he was still coaching the team. He was up in the booth with a mask on. Uh, my friend, I will tell you this: he is on the Giants coaching staff who play tomorrow. Um, I still cannot believe that. So, anyways, um, on the red eye flight. Oh, he might. He might have been there. He might be. He might be going back to coach mm-hmm. with the Giants. I'll say this: the Ravens need to do that in the playoffs. That's the only place they have to prove that they're good. We're way far away from that. They're going to win a lot of games this year. Their team's too talented. They're coached well. It just matters about the playoffs. The Browns, I feel the need to reiterate this all the time. No week one overreactions, but uh, eh, eh. we got another season yeah. of the Browns looking like the Browns. I mean, it's, it's like more likely than not. Okay, that's all I wanted to say about that game. Minshew Mania is back and in full gear. I think he went 19 for 20. With three touchdowns? Dude, is this guy ever going to get some respect? No. I don't think he will either. No, they don't want to win. They're probably mad. Like, J- Doug Marone, actually, Doug Marone's happy, but I think Jacksonville fans are probably pissed they won. They want Trevor Lawrence. You know? Yeah, true, true, true. So, they don't want to win games. Who do you think gets Trevor Lawrence? Who do you think gets the... Jacksonville. 
You think Jacksonville? They're one of the only teams that really, really need a QB right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can go down every team, but I think that they actually need a QB and uh, they don't want to win games this year. Yeah. So I think it's going to be them. He played great today. Uh, I said this, like I said this joke to Brandon, but uh, Phillip Rivers brought his philosophy to Indianapolis with him. It's literally the same thing every game with him. Down a score, two minutes or less to go, with the ball, ball in his hands, yeah. and he never comes through. Never comes through. And uh, it's, it's just hilarious. It's going to be like that all season. They yeah. paid him $25 million to lose games, basically, in the last two minutes, which is awesome. Like, congrats to you, Philip. But Maybe the Colts end up with uh, Philip Rivers. I mean, not Philip Rivers. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. They won't be bad enough. They won't be that, they won't be that bad, no. I mean, the worst they're going to go is like 5-11, and 11, which would be yeah. terrible, and I don't see them going that bad anyways. Yeah. Um, now, I have two games left that I wrote about. I'm, I've missed some games. I know I don't have them all wrote down because not all games interest me. Uh, the, big, the worst moment of the week was uh, Swift. Uh, oh, yeah. DeAndre Swift, I think is his name, right? Uh-huh. DeAndre Swift. That drop yeah. is, was embarrassing and, uh, and can happen. Yeah. It can happen. And – uh, honestly, this happens in Detroit too all the time. They That's, lose. Yeah, it's hilarious that it happened to the Lions. It's the Matt Patricia thing, and I said this to Benny before we started recording. Matt Patricia goes and answers a question, and they're all like, "Why do you keep blowing fourth quarter leads?" It happens over half of the games that he's coached there. He's been a terrible head coach, and he responds very boisterously saying I designed the most important fourth quarter play of all time, or I called the most important fourth quarter play of all time, which is the Malcolm Butler interception in a, in the Super Bowl. He didn't design that play. I doubt he called that play. He's just a defensive coordinator on a defense ran by Bill Belichick. And he got, he does get, he deserves credit for that because he does, he did do stuff, but um, I, I just don't like that. He's taking credit for something that happened five years ago for how bad he's been a coach. Uh, for the last two years when he's actually had the team, when he's been the head coach of that team, uh, it's been bad. And he's going to be the first coach fired this year. Uh, he's the, that's, that's your prediction? I mean, it's in betting, betting wise, like he's by far the favorite and it's not oh. even close. The, ne- the next closest is not close. I think the closest is Anthony Lynn and they're not firing him mid season. Yeah. And so uh, I like Anthony Lynn. I do too. I like Anthony Lynn a lot. Uh, we aren't actually, I wish, gonna... they, I wish they could get Trevor Lawrence. But they already have a. They should not have taken him. Uh, uh, Herbert. Yeah, Herbert. Uh, yeah, and I don't. I didn't write anything down for that game, but I'll. We can say. I'll say something about that in a sec. But yeah, Matt Patricia. Uh, that was a hilarious comment, and you're a really bad coach. Sadly, I had a big hopes for you because I loved. I loved you as the Patriots defensive coordinator, but um, it ain't. It ain't gonna work out. So you can come back yeah. to the staff. You can come on Sports with Sterling. He'll do the come same thing in. Josh McDaniels did. I don't think they'll let him back. No, I don't think they'll let him back with open arms like that. Really? You know who's, you know who's running the Patriots defense, right? Uh, is it uh, Belichick's son? Yeah. 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 And uh, I don't think he's in the official title, but I think he's calling the plays on the defense now. And so uh, oh. it's, just, it's just time until is he – Bill, you think Bill's grooming him to be the next head coach or McDaniels? I don't know if he's – no, McDaniels isn't going to be the next head coach. I used to think that. But I think Bill's going to stay longer than, than McDaniels will wait. And McDaniels will get a head coaching job this year. He should be one of the top hires. He should have been hired last year. And he did get hired the year before, but he backed out, you know. So, yeah. um, 
I think he'll get a, he'll get an offer and he'll get the pick of the litter for this year. McDaniels. Here's an interesting storyline. If the bucks, if the bucks uh, don't succeed, they look uh-huh. a little bad. They fire Arians and bring in Josh McDaniels. Oh, I could see that. Now I don't think that's going to happen because I'm picking them to win the Super Bowl. but I'm saying yeah. if they, uh, if they suck or if they underachieve and I'm saying underachieving is, you know, not making the playoffs or, losing in the first round in the playoffs. I really think that that's underachieving for this team. So okay. um, I could see that happening. And Arians is old as well. So anywho, uh, that DeAndre Swift drop was terrible. Mitch Trubisky sucks, though. And, uh, I mean, it's only a matter of time before they give Nick Foles the opportunity because Trubisky yeah. makes some of the worst throws I've ever seen an NFL quarterback make. And it's what hilarious firing, watching uh, Nagy. Matt Nagy? Yeah. What do I think about him? No, what about get, uh, him being fired? He won't be the first coach fired. I think he has a lot of – I think he still has like four years on his contract. Way. Huh? Yeah, he has He has more of a leash. And if he gets fired, Ryan Pace is gone too, which is their GM. And he's going to be gone after this year. They're both going to be gone after this year if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. They actually made the playoffs though before. So, I mean, that's that's also different. Than, uh, but, okay, anyways, uh, Joe Burrow's debut was today. Um, yeah. They should have actually tied it. The kicker choked in the end. Uh, he played okay. There's really, there's really not much, not much comments on there. He'll get good. Yeah. He'll be good, but it's just their team's not that good. And uh, this was one of their chances to win a game, and it feels like they're gonna, you know, win four games this year. So hopefully uh, he grows. And what do you think? Though, do you think he looked uh, comfortable? Decently, yeah. Possible on a bad team. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna have fine stats. Yeah, like, I think he's gonna be good. I mean. I think he's going to be good, too. He's going to be the guy you'll never count him out. The two things that are bad about the Bengals, there's more than two, but the two really bad things is the secondary is awful and the offensive line is one of the worst in the league. And so uh, when you have a terrible offensive line, it's going to be hard to be very successful. And, I mean, he does have – he is a quick thrower, but I'm saying, like, some plays he has .2 seconds. Yeah, to to get rid of it. So that's not good. It's gonna be a struggle. But they'll surround them with talent as as they if they suck this year, maybe they can unload some some of their players, get some draft picks, some extra draft capital, and uh, and get some O line help. But this draft's gonna be crazy because you know most of the top O line prospects aren't playing this year in college. So uh, the draft's gonna be sure. very very, very uh, hit or miss. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'd like to end it off with uh, with your guy Russell Wilson had himself a game. Oof. Yeah, let Russ cook, 2020. They did. Um, I mean, geez. I mean, it's it's the Falcons, and, you know, obviously they couldn't stop a nosebleed. But, uh, I mean, if that's any indication, the offense is going to be good. And, I mean, I know you don't like the defense, but I think that – they're always going to be decent, and I actually like Jamal Adams a lot, even though we joked about how, you know, we don't, it's kind of annoying to hear so much about Jamal Adams. Dude, he was flying around. I know you don't you don't think he's good in coverage or whatever, but, I mean, do they, do they need him to be that great in coverage? I mean, like, if him and Bobby Wagner are racking up tackles, flying around the field, you know, they're going to blitz him a lot, right? He's one of the best blitzing safeties in the league. Yeah, that's that's where he's best at when he's blitzing. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, he's, I, he's, I, he's in the box safety, like. Yeah, I, I, I think he looked great. 
I watched most of the Patriots this morning, honestly, because I was excited for Cam. So I, I had this, yeah. I had red zone on the other. So th- this game was not shown too much. But from what I saw, Wilson looked really good. Um, I think that's expected by now. He's yeah, he's, oh yeah, definitely solidly a top five quarterback. And one thing I really liked was that okay, this was funny. The first play from scrimmage for the Seahawks, Russell Wilson gets sacked, and I'm like, oh no, I'm like here we yeah, go. Yeah, that's gonna be their problem. He's gonna forever. get sacked 800 times this season. Yeah, it's gonna be a problem forever, and uh, it sucks for them, and it sucks for him that he gets gets sacked and taken down yeah. a lot. But he looked gr- great today. Um, I don't like I said about the defense. I just I don't I don't buy into their their personnel, and I think that Jamal Adams doesn't solve their problems. I think he's a fun player to have, and he's a good player, and you'd want him rather than not having him because he's better than a replacement level strong safety. But I think that's the, the literally most or least important position on the field is your is your second safety I, or running back and second safety. Those two positions are synonymous with each other for for least important and. Um, I think they gave up too much for him. And the best thing he can do is blitz. But when he lines up on the line, you know that you're only, you only have one over the – so they're playing, you know, cover one. Yeah, well, no, they, they – I mean, they play cover three a lot, right? So his – And then there's holes. It's, I just feel like that's – the way they play defense do, isn't going to work well with how Jamal Murray blitzes, right? I mean, maybe I'm Jamal wrong. Adams, Jamal Adams. Sorry. Yeah, we're gonna talk about basketball, by the way. That's why. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray plays the Seahawks. Hey, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about the next topic already. I'm trying to get out of this without talking about the Seahawks too long. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, Jamal Adams. I feel like his philosophy is different than he could. He'll obviously learn the Seahawks philosophy as time goes on. But I just feel like as a player, he's more of a. I guess like he's a roamer. He doesn't he doesn't play like a standard position. And I don't know if that works in how the Seahawks, which is a very structured defense, right? Yeah. They don't have much change. Well, I know I think I think that, that that position in their defense has a little bit more room for uh, you know, some uh freestyling? No freestyling? Yeah, freestyling, exactly. Yeah. So beatboxing out there. Um no, I, I don't know. We'll see. I think this game, Ty has extreme overreactions about every week one game. And that's why I promise not to overreact. This game doesn't mean much to the overall ecosystem of things uh, because honestly, the Seahawks have been together. This is they basically brought back the same team as last year. They yeah, added and we, now we know the Falcons probably are going to be the same team as last year. Yeah. Yep, they'll score points. They'll get garbage time points. They'll be a good fantasy team, but uh, I don't think they'll have enough to beat any good team. And yeah. we'll see though. I do. I do like that. Uh, I do like that. Um, you know, Wilson, they allowed Wilson to throw more. Seattle did. I think that that's how their philosophy should be forever. They should stop. They should abandon the run early if it's not working and stop trying to get it going because it ends up in a lot of games never getting going. And then in the second half, it's just Wilson throwing 30 or 25 yeah, times. Trying to catch up. Yeah. And it's like that works for them because he's that talented. But um, if they, if they, if they play like they played last season, they're not going to have a winning record because those games will go against them. So they need to play like this. And if they could, it's, it's hopeful that they continue to play like this. So yes. yeah. Okay. Good for Seattle. Last, last thing to say about this game, and it's not about the Seahawks. Okay. If the Falcons have another bad start to the year. Okay. They fired Dan Quinn and they, they tank. Okay. Do you think they, get rid of Matt Ryan and try to get Trevor Lawrence. I can see that happening. I don't think they'll be bad enough also, but in your hypothetical, I was actually going to also say 
Dan Quinn is right there with Matt Patricia. I forgot him. Yeah. He's up there too. He should have been fired yeah. last season. Yeah. He was not good. And keeping him is just – they stripped him of his play calling duties. It's like he's doing nothing. He's literally just a figurehead now. And um, for a guy that like, – he prides himself on his play calling ability. So when you strip that from somebody, why is he still there? Um, yeah. I mean, I could see them doing that. I don't think it's Matt Ryan is the problem, though. He's definitely not the problem. No, yeah, he's the problem's the defense. That's they they need they need a better defense, and uh, so no, I don't think they go for Trevor Lawrence. I think Matt Ryan is st- still if it, he's right in the top. Bob Gurley looked pretty good. Yeah, I didn't watch much of him honestly. So that yeah, game was a blowout in the, in the after at, in the first half, pretty much at the end of the first half. So I really didn't yeah. pay much attention. Um, but yeah, I mean, Gurley will be fine. The problem with him is health and arthritis in his knees, right? So it's like if yeah. he if he if that doesn't he flare up, down. yeah. So they have to use him conservatively as the season goes if they want him to be healthy at the end. But they're not going to be a winning team if if they, if they have to do that probably. So, um, yeah. With that with that being said, good week one. We have two games tomorrow. Um, I'm excited for them. Big fantasy implications for me, yeah. and uh, I I hope that I win. I need uh, James Conner to get, I think, 16 points. You're being a little too uh, – That's a, little, a stretch. That's a stretch for James. But yeah. he might. And yeah. uh, who do they play? The Giants? Uh, yep, yeah, the Giants. The Giants? Okay. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the Giants suck. Yeah. We're going to see Saquon, and I cannot wait. Yeah, you might be thinking, what, whoa, 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 what was that noise? Uh well, that, my friend, that's a silver bullet. The mountains are blue. Coors Light is the best. And I'd just like to enjoy this with you. Beautiful. Back to the show. Okay, we are back. Um, anyways, so we're going to talk a little bit of NBA because there are the playoffs going on right now. And Benny decided to uh, derelict his duties of watching all sports today and focused only on football. So really, he can add input wherever he sees fit, but uh, he has no clue what happened today since he just looked it up. Uh, His comments exactly were this. Okay, I'm checking out this Nuggets-Clippers game. I see the Nuggets won 111 to 98, (laughs) and there's going to be a game seven. Great job, Benny. Um, So anyways. Really prepared. A lot of people myself included really didn't care about this game today i I had it on a screen but i didn't care because i thought it was it was over i thought this game this series was going to be closed out we're going to get an la versus la western conference finals which is what the league wants which is what a lot of fans want that's Mm -hmm. not what denver wants no and um i'm gonna just say this i have no confidence in the clippers i think the clippers are going to win a game seven but i don't think they have any chance to beat the Lakers. They have played really? terrible these playoffs. Um, they've faced literally the two least athletic teams in the in the playoffs, the Mavericks and the Nuggets. They are not athletic teams. They are really just – I the Mavericks just shoot a lot of threes, and Denver honestly plays through two players, um, neither of which are – top five guys or anything is Jokic is a great big man, but he's terrible at defense. And Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray has a, 
really emerged as a star in this bubble. Bucket getter. But he's but he, you know, where would you rank him? I'd say probably around twentieth. Like I don't I don't have him anywhere higher than that. I can't I yeah. can't displace other players. So they have maybe Jokic is a top eight guy. Maybe he's a fringe top eight guy. Um, I'd say he's the second best big man after Embiid and Davis, third best big man after Embiid and Davis. And I'd probably oh, even say probably not top eight then. Uh, yeah, he might not be top eight, but I'd say he's then top 10, right? If, if I make a list, it'd be yeah, something fringe, like top 10. Yeah. Fringe top 10. And they're out hustling, out playing and out wanting the series. And I hope they beat the Clippers because the Clippers are walking around and acting like they've won championships in years past. That's how they take these games. They're, they're not trying at the start, or they get a leading and comfortable. Yeah, like it's and, supposed to be handed to them. Yeah, and you don't do that when you haven't won anything. Uh, the Bulls did that in the 90s when they would be bored in the regular season. They'd you know, take a night off. The Warriors would do that during their, during their, when they had Durant. The Lakers in, in 2000 with Shaq and Kobe. Those are teams that could do that because they've won before. But when you've mm-hmm. won nothing and you're – basically saying i deserve this win so i'm just not going to try you think the lakers want it more you think they want it more than them right now who the you think the nuggets want it more than the clippers and you think if the clippers make it to the western conference finals then you think the lakers i think the nuggets do want it more than the clippers because if the clippers really wanted they would have tried the last two games they wouldn't have came out complacent or let leads go away so quickly because they just get comfortable with the lead. Now, I do think if they make the if the Clippers win, I think they will play with more urgency against the Lakers. I don't think definitely. Just, I don't think you can just turn that switch on and off though. It doesn't work like that. Like either a team wants it or they don't. We're in we're in the playoffs now. We're in the. They will definitely turn it on for the Lakers if they. I don't think they have the players though to beat the Lakers either. So that's that's another that's another thing. Okay. Uh, but the Nuggets, I think they actually really want to win this. Now, who do I think the Lakers would rather face? Probably the Nuggets. Um, I think they'd beat both teams though in five or six. The Lakers look like they've got their defense back. Uh, they Davis and LeBron are playing. They're playing like top five players, and uh, when that's happening, they're not going to lose a series. And with the with who they just beat, the Rockets, the Rockets are probably going to have to blow things up. I mean, Russell Westbrook's yeah. contract is huge very untradeable i mean somebody could take that but it's very hard to trade eric gordon's contract is huge mike d'antoni is leaving um and james harden is really if you really want to rebuild the team you're going to have to move that but i think they should like moving that james harden type contract is easy because he's so good but yeah um it's like you're really gonna suck for a few years there because they have no picks because they gave up all the picks for westbrook true and Honestly, I think they need to rebuild. Uh, they can't run this back again. It's never going to work. And it was a cool experiment. They never were the best team, and they should have beat teams. They should have beat the Warriors. Works in the regular season, right? Works yeah, but no, they, I mean, they should have won a championship. They should have beat the Warriors the year that uh, Chris Paul got hurt, and then they yeah. broke 27 threes in a row. They were the better team in that series, and they just luck didn't go in their favor. Um, but yeah, their, their, their type of basketball works differently or works better in the regular season. The place I think Harden should want to go and a place where it's possible, legitimately possible is golden state. Now, um, the trade there would have to be the second pick two or three future firsts, Andrew Wiggins for contract purposes. And you might have to throw in clay 
and you get and you get hardened. And you know, I would do that in a heartbeat if I was Golden State. And Golden State would do that in a heartbeat too, by the way. And people that think they wouldn't because oh, yeah. they're loyal to Clay are dumb. James Harden is a top five player in the NBA and the probably the most insane scorer we've seen in our yeah. lives. So they would take that in a heartbeat and you'd have that basketball, the the Kerr brand basketball with Curry and Harden. And um now I think that would be amazing. That would be great. I'd rather see Harden with, I don't know. I mean, obviously, a lot of people think that Giannis is going to end up in Miami. Did There's you... three places Giannis can go. Okay. And everything else is BS. We can, we'll, we, yeah. We'll stay in Milwaukee. He can stay in Milwaukee. He can go to Miami or he can go to Toronto or he can go to the Knicks. But the, <laughs> he's not going to the Knicks. So the only contenders – that he can go to outside of staying in Milwaukee is Toronto or, or Miami. He may, he's, and truthfully, he's going to lose out on a ton of money if he does either of those moves. Um, now, if I was him, I would leave Milwaukee in a heartbeat. They really can't make any moves to make the team better. Uh, they should have, in good faith, gave Giannis a raise invalidated his current contract and paid him more he's only making 25 million a year yeah uh which is less than a max, yeah it's less than the max contract that he was eligible for and um and it's not i mean he's gonna probably stay in milwaukee right it's like 70 million more dollars he'll be a free agent after 10 years which will have all the all the accolades to where you can get the super 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 max which is uh-huh. gonna be who knows what it'll be at that time but huh. um he'll probably stay in milwaukee the real person golden state can go after though is Harden. If they really want to make a move, that's who they can make a move for. He's the that only would top. Be ridiculous. Yeah, but it fits in their calorie, calorie, uh, or salary cap. Uh, calorie cap. Yeah, calorie cap. Yeah, uh, it works in their salary cap uh, area, and it'd be ridiculous. Yeah, but it'd be awesome. But yeah, talking about the the Western Conference uh, game seven, I I think it's a toss up. I think the Clippers are going to win, like I said. But if they come out complacent, they're not going to win the game, and hopefully they don't. Everybody wants the LA versus LA series. I want it because I want them to beat the Clippers because I'm sick of hearing people act like Kawhi is this Jordan-esque figure. He played, uh-huh. he played really good in one postseason. That's yeah. it. He's a great player. He played out of his mind in one postseason. Uh, the year he won the finals MVP with the Spurs, look at his stats. I think he averaged 18 points a game, okay? Now – you put that on the mantle that he has a finals, two finals MVP awards, but he has one year where he was the leader of a team. And that was amazing what he did last season, right? Yeah. But come on, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Again, we just want to give people the crown before they've earned it. I mean, people are yeah. calling Giannis the best player in the league. Make a finals. Come on. Yeah. The regular season's over. You can put up 30 and 15, which is amazing. But when it comes down to it, you can play in the playoffs because your game doesn't translate over. And, uh, and so with Kawhi, we'll see. I do want him to play LeBron. I want the Clippers to play the Lakers. That's what I'm rooting for. And uh, that's definitely what the league's rooting for. So as I said earlier, with, uh, with referees deciding outcomes and being subjective, uh, I can tell you, I bet you, I would bet you any They're helping the Clippers out. That the Clippers outshoot the Nuggets in free throws. By a uh, lot. I bet the yeah. discrepancy is rather large. Um, I hope that's not the case. I want it to be a well officiated, a fair officiated game, but um, the NBA wants the LA versus LA. And yeah. 
As for the Eastern Conference Finals, that's going to be fun. Yeah, what do you got there? I think the Celtics are going to – yeah, I think the Celtics are going to win. Really? Uh, I think they're two deep teams, but the thing is, is I like, uh, I like the Celtics' big three more than the Heat's. And I think in those types of series, is in in this point in the playoffs, usually, who's the who's the best player in that series? Jason Tatum. Okay. Second best, Jimmy I'd say it's, I'd say it's a toss up between Butler and Jalen Brown. Okay. And then third best is the other one. Fourth best is Bam, and then fifth best I'd say is probably Kemba. But Kemba hasn't looked good. I'd say Kemba is like he should be the fifth best. But yeah, what the heck, Kem- Kemba should be. Up there for the first best, you know, but uh, no, nah, I'd say uh, Jalen J- or Jason Tatum is, is easily. I would say uh, you could put Kimba. Kimba's in the other tier. He's Second not in that third. tier though. I'd put him in the Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson tier right now with how he's playing. Yeah, and honestly, probably below that. But I just think that the Heat were well designed to beat the Bucks. The Celtics were well designed to beat Toronto. This is going to be a good series. The Celtics are a better team, and they should win this series. So. Um, that's that's I might be rooting for the Heat though. You, you will. I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm. I don't really care who wins this series. I think whoever wins it is likely going to lose in the finals to the Western Conference True. champion. True. I think what the league wants, because we we've talked about what the Celtics Lakers. Celtics Lakers. I mean, yeah. Duh. In the yeah. bubble, it would be amazing. Yeah. It'd be great. I mean, and it's also LeBron Davis, and then it's it, yeah. That's what they want, and that's actually what I would prefer. Um, just because I love the NBA and I think it's a great rivalry even though it's not mm-hmm. the same as the bird magic rivalry or the Kobe versus the big three one, but um, it'd be fun. And I would be really, really locked in on that. So um, I thought we'd talk a little bit about basketball before we ended. So thank you for, thank yeah. you for, uh, thank you for uh, indulging. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for game seven on, I think it's on Tuesday. I will watch that. Benny. You watch that too because we're recording a pod on Wednesday. So Heck yeah, be, I will. We're gonna talk a lot about uh, that. Yeah, I'm definitely watching that. I mean, we're gonna preview on Wednesday. Going on. We're gonna preview all the Week Two NFL action, and we're also gonna preview the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. So uh, we'll actually talk more extensively on that. So okay, we we we've gone about an hour here, I think, or so. That should be the length of most of our episodes for. Yeah. Uh, the two and a half hour one last week. Sorry, we recorded that late. I didn't want to break it into two because I had to record two intros and two outros. I don't want to do the extra work. In fact, I hate doing the intros and outros as is. I'm trying to be lazy here. You're the lucky one, Benny. You don't have to edit or do anything. I'm up an hour and a half afterwards doing all this nonsense, but I'm doing it for the for the listeners. And, and by the way, uh-huh. I'm doing it for myself because I get to pick what's in the podcast. So... Anything mm-hmm. Benny says that I want out, I toss it out. Benny doesn't even listen. He doesn't know I take out full full takes of his. Hey, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I don't take anything out. That's fine. I'm underpaid as is. So, some would say overpaid with with the effort you I put in this job, with the effort you put in this week. Uh, let's take a poll. <laughs> Anybody right. that thinks Benny's overpaid, let me know. If he's <laughs> underpaid, let 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 him know. There's Brandon is going to text you and, and tell me how many people contact you and say you're underpaid. I'll tell you how many people contact me and say you're overpaid. Make a poll on Twitter. Okay. I will. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Anyways, thank you, Benny. Um, it was a hell of a, hell of a week. One. Thank you NFL. loyal listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Not myself. Yeah, I know. See, <laughs> this is a hogwash. Uh, there's, there's I'm kidding. the next week's slate. I'm going to listen. Next, <laughs> next week's slate in football is, uh, is a lot. 
is better than this week's, and uh, I'm excited for it. So let's uh, let's talk again on. Hey, did you uh, did you win any money this weekend? I didn't bet our parlay. Thank God. Sorry if anybody. <laughs> There's people listening, just locking in our parlays. <laughs> I bet Riverboat Ron is. He's a big Riverboat gambler. Ron probably is. Hey. Okay. The I got parlay, 18. Give me. The parlay wasn't terrible. The Bucks really, really lost that. So, um, I'm just gonna say, whoops. And oopsie uh, daisy. We'll get him next time. I think we won every. No, we didn't. No. Okay. Our parlay was too. Our parlay hasn't even ended yet, but we are we are officially we're one, for, we're one for three so far. Oof! All right, hey, let's so, uh, let's dive we, in deep for next week. Let's we will probably be two good. for four though, because we picked the Titans. So um, I think we'll be two for four. So yeah, we'll get a better parlay next week, and we'll actually bet it because uh, my bookie Brandon never took no money. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna bet it next week. And all right, uh, whatever we'll, the heck that we'll was. We'll see y'all. We'll see y'all on uh, Thursday with our. Uh, with our picks and our conference finals predictions. Thank you, everybody. And also, Benny, just so you know, I say Thursday. We're recording that Wednesday night at 9, okay, at 9 o'clock. 9 p.m. sharp, baby. 9 p.m. sharp. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Benny. Eastern time. Okay, I cannot do Eastern time, but uh, <laughs> maybe you'll be there. So, okay, thank you, everybody. Peace out.